Welcome to There Will Be Analysis. I am Nick Dunn. I am Josh Christmas. And we are Omega Level. Omega Level, Omega Level, Omega Level. Omega Level. Omega Level. Omega Level. And that's us. Omega Level. Yep. So well, There Will Be Analysis is going to be an episode that we're going to do weekly. It's weekly episodic. Mm. Mm. We're going to do every week where we're going to take a film and we're going to like analyze and break it down and talk about it, right? It's not really, it's not a film review and it's not a full on like thesis analysis of a movie. Yes, you know what I mean? No, like no. it's it's very much so a how we want to break it down and talk about it, right? So 99% of the time, it's going to be things that we enjoy. There's going to be some... There are going to be times when we do movies that have just come out or like it's a big craze of everyone's talking about this certain thing, so we go and watch it, and we can't guarantee we're going to like everything. Yeah, there's a chance that we might yeah. not like those new yeah, movies. It's going to happen. Those are the ones that we know, you know, we're not already sure. We haven't seen exactly. it. We're just keeping up, making sure this is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. This is popular right now. Let's go ahead and hit it. Exactly. But for most of what we're doing, especially from the jump, we're going to discuss our two favorite movies. Mine this week, Nick's next week. Exactly. And for this week, the masterpiece, in my opinion... <laughs> Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, directed by Matt Reeves. That is Josh's favorite movie. Favorite movie. So, yeah, moving forward, we'll do other movies as well, um, obviously. But we'll do, like, things that were popular at the time or that have just come out, you know. Like, there's no guarantee we're going to like anything, really. You know what I mean? There's, there's no guarantee. No guarantee. But I don't essentially like wasting my time with something I don't like. I'm very good about filtering out movies I'm not going to like and, watch, and not watching them. Like, oh, yeah. Every year, there's maybe five movies I didn't like that I see. And I was interested in those when I watched them. And they you know weren't I mean? like, say, if we were to give a number, they're not a one out of ten or no, something. No, it's like you know? a four it's or like, five. Oh, it's like, eh, it wasn't yeah, that good. Didn't meet my expectations, but I did have hopes for it. Exactly. Like, you know, we some watched, things you can't control. We went and watched Holmes and Watson on Christmas, and like, I didn't really like it that much. I was super interested in it. I thought it looked good, and I wanted to see it. I'm a big fan of uh, Farrell and Riley, so mm -hmm. I really wanted to watch it. It just didn't go that way for me. Yeah. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was the worst movie ever made like some people are saying. It just wasn't that great. Yeah. There you know were I mean? decent laughs, but it wasn't compared yeah, exactly. to that of us stepbrothers or you yeah, know, it was just the other part. guys. Like, yeah, it's yeah, not, it not going to hit like that. So like, there's, there's those times and that'll happen, but for the most part, 99% of the time, you're going to watch episodes of this show of us talking about things that we enjoy. Because mm -hmm. why waste your time being negative and on the negative? I, I, I don't have time for that. Yeah. And that's the main reason why I've never done full-on movie reviews. Like, I'm huge into film, and so is Josh. I've been told basically my whole life that I should be, like, a movie reviewer. And I just, I can't do it because I don't care about talking about stuff that I didn't like. Like, I don't want to see her just bash something for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's just, um, even though I am about to right now because Dawn is trash. We'll get into that. But... And this mm. is where I take my yeah. leave. Okay. Just got his fat little ass. This movie <laughs> is garbage. Okay. Garbage. I right. also agree with that. <laughs> so let's roll right along into it. So Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Josh's number one movie of all time. Mm. He gets so much crap for this being his number one movie. It oh, is man. unreal. I, and I love, I love, 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 love the, those criticisms of like, have you seen a movie before the 60s? I don't know. Have you seen a movie after the 80s? Like, That's what I mean. <laughs> what is the question Apparently, here? I'm only allowed to like Citizen Kane and Casablanca. You it, know, all about Eve. All That's about the Eve. new one yes, that he yes, got recently. <laughs> have you Eve. seen All About Eve? It's oh, like, man. I mean, what does it matter, dude? Like, I've seen 12 Angry Men. I've seen Psycho. I'd I've seen 2001. I've seen all these seminal things. I'm a modernist. Yeah. And you've I like seen modern The Godfather. Film. And you yeah. found them I've boring. The trilogy. Not a big fan. Not a big fan. It's I like taste. modern it's film. It's subjective, you know what I mean? But when 100%. you go into the filmmaking aspect, I don't know how you can watch something like this. Yes, it's a blockbuster. Yes, it's the highest grossing of the three movies. Dawn was. Oh, was it? It did. Oh, okay. War did nice. not have the legs. It did do well, but it didn't gross almost $800 million. Dawn did. 
Don took that yes. much money in? 760 I might be a little off, but it is in the 700s. Oh, that's crazy. Yes, dude. It made <laughs> it made money. Matt Reeves out here coming for it. Matt Reeves is like, <laughs> let me take over. Uh, the first director, I'm actually blanking on Rise's director, but Matt Reeves remember. came in on the second film. Yeah, he only did, did a the wonderful last two. job jumping into, if you didn't see the first film, it tells you everything that you kind of need to know leading up into this film. It tells you the virus is starting. Mm-hmm. It was created by this company. It started spreading over with this show on this world map, all the little red dots being humans, mm-hmm. just slowly but surely starting to dissipate. Just exactly. start to disappear. Mm-hmm. Humans are getting destroyed by the simian flu mm-hmm. that they created. The, yeah, that they that themselves, they themselves it, created. They make this. They were obviously using it for Alzheimer's medicine. They were helping. That's mm-hmm. what the yeah. whole big thing was in the mm-hmm. first movie. The only thing that you really miss out on is Caesar's relationship with the humans. Exactly. You but know, they still pepper that in throughout the movie and give you a did. lot of it. They really they, did. They explain as it goes on, right? So if you come into this movie you never saw Rise, I wouldn't recommend, but you could easily do so. Yes. You could skip no, Rise and watch I this one. I wouldn't recommend it. The only thing you wouldn't get is why does Caesar care so much about humans? And uh, it's because he spends the whole first movie living with a human being essentially raised and taught human ways the by firstborn a of good that human. Gene. Yeah, and he's the first ape of his kind like that. Mm-hmm. And he spends his time with a human knowing humans, you know what I mean? So like and he spends his time with a good man too. A very it's a, with good a man. good human. It's he's not a lab rat and he's not like tortured and like poked at and stuff all the time you know like he has a good experience and he understands as time goes on like oh they're not all like this well it's because james some Franco humans are character crap. broke the rules well, saw yeah, that there was a baby said i'm taking this home with yeah. me he definitely broke the rules there so you don't get any of that stuff if you if you watch this but as the movie goes on it peppers those through in different ways and it even brings franco's character back into the forefront for a period of time uh, in the movie too interesting about that i don't know if you know james franco did not know oh, he was yeah. going to be in that I knew movie that. they he had asked no him idea. yeah they <laughs> asked him they said hey uh you know you're going to be in the new dawn movie he's like i am he's like i, I, I didn't know that <laughs> i did not know yeah that. they used stock footage oh, uh, so from great. the first movie from the first movie that, that was awesome of him <laughs> yeah. teaching him sign language home home it, it hey, was really cool let's not hit the props okay, i mean you, know you what? do whatever you want in your own time all right well we're that's just how i roll laying stuff down that's how i roll Woo, okay. spider-man don't like it Civil i can tell you right now he don't like it he does not <laughs> like it you don't like being touched oh with what you're touching on the beginning of the movie it is excellent mm-hmm. how they wrap up all the information you need to start this movie in the first two or three minutes of the credits it's like it tells you all that stuff and then bam cut to a close-up of caesar's eyes and then we get a, a pan out of caesar showing them all well, not showing, but he's leading them on a hunt. Everybody's on because a hunt. Apes, Trees are riddled with, with apes. Apes do eat one. meat. Mm-hmm. They do. Like mm-hmm. They're omnivores. They eat meat and they eat vegetables. And that's really cool that they start off showing that. So they're on a hunt. He's leading them on a very humanistic hunt, too. They're all very coordinated. They're luring the animals out, gr- grouping them into one place to have waiting them run. Waiting for his call. Waiting for his call. Dude, it's, it's incredible. Like, Caesar's just, he, he's amazing. Like, this movie is trash, but he is great in it. Okay. Woo! Got him. <laughs> so thematically... Uh, what I got from the movie, right? So the theme of a movie is never, in my opinion, for a movie is never a constant, right? So film is very subjective. Even if uh, a director or a writer writes or directs a movie with the intent of this is the theme, it's very easy to get something else from from it from, for somebody. You know what I mean? Oh, like course, you yeah. can take whatever what you want from it. You know, we all see ourselves in what we what we partake in. You know, like you always see yourself in art, in, in music, and in movies, and even artwork. Like you see glimpses of yourself. You see what your mind can pick up and what you want to see. So for me, I thought that Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was heavily, heavily about equality. Like that's the oh, entire absolutely. entire premise and point of the movie, right? So apes in this movie are not present. Yes, they're apes. But the way that they're handled and presented by Matt Reeves is they're essentially another race of people. That's essentially what they are. They want the same thing that humans want. They, yes. they want to feel safe. They want to live in their own like ecosystem and not be bothered and not feel like they always have to fear for their lives. But they also want like the care and the consideration of 
we're doing our thing. You do your thing. You know what I mean? Like, what humans want? Like, I don't want to have to come into my home and fear that I'm going to be murdered every night because someone doesn't like me. Yeah, no, you know that's I mean? not like, a feeling anybody nobody wants. Nobody wants that, that no. and humans deal with that all the time. So this is, it makes them, like, almost another race of people, essentially, you know? So it's about, like, equality. They want the same things, but it's also about the hatred of indifference. It, well, it's all about hatred and the fear of indifference, right? Mm -hmm. So because the apes are different, people are terrified of them. And people automatically just blame them for the simian flu. It is literally impossible that they could have created a virus and dispersed it. They yeah. cannot create it themselves it, intentionally. Like, they don't have the means. It was a man-made thing. Exactly. And that's like, what happened. Yes, well, the, the apes can't contract it because they carry it. It's within that. They're carriers. That, yes. Yeah. To, so have, they always to have, have blame on the apes makes no sense. And that just mm -hmm. feels, you know, it's you want to survive. When you're pushed against the wall, you know, it's you do hatred. whatever. You choose life or death, you're going to always choose life. Exactly. You know what I mean? You're, you're more often than not going to choose life. To blame the apes for the virus was racism. That's what it was. It, it really is. It was no, ignorance, hatred, and racism. racism. That's exactly what it was. It was bigotry. And it, they show that through Carver, mm -hmm. right? What was his name? Carver. He yeah, is through the Carver. worst in this, yeah. this movie. Yes. They threw it through Carver, the man that, the person that first comes across the apes. He comes across uh, Ash and... Uh, Ash and uh, Blue Eyes. Yeah. They were walking Ash out. and Blue Eyes yep. are walking, and they were uh, fishing. And he comes across them on his way. I don't. They don't make it clear what he's doing. I think he's just scouting ahead. That's what uh, he was doing. That was their first contact with humans in yeah. over two winters. In, in, in over two winters, right? Yeah, but Carver's like he's with his group. He's just a little farther ahead, yeah, so he's, he's just kind of scouting. Ahead. Yes. And they're coming back from fishing, and they come across Carver, and it's immediate fear from Carver, right? Which I get. I get. All he knows is that apes have this virus. I don't want to be infected. Oh God! That's all and they may kill me. Yeah. And the apes are afraid as well, but also curious. They're not that old, and if they have memory of human, it would be it would very be when small. They were very young. Yeah, they wouldn't really have much memory of human at all. Mm -hmm. These are young, young apes, right? So they're more curious than anything, but they are also afraid. And then he pulls a gun on them, so now they're terrified. Yeah, oh, I think God. Blue Eyes was introduced into this movie. Yeah, like, exactly. He wasn't, he wasn't in, in the first it was, one. It yeah. was basically Caesar and the, the apes that he got when he was at the. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what was it? The basically the kennel for yeah, apes. Essentially, That's yeah. The, the pound. Yeah. Uh, essentially, the ape concentration camp. And mentioning that, Carver's first reaction, obviously you are in fear for your life, mm -hmm. but to shoot him, to yeah. immediately shoot an ape. I mean, they didn't really, I mean, he did show his teeth. That is a sign of aggression. But He showed aggression, though, after Carver pulled a gun on him, didn't he? After Carver yeah. pointed the gun at yeah. him. And then he shot Ash. Yeah. Which, for you not knowing the movie, if you don't know, Blue Eyes' best friend. Yeah. Also, the son to Rocket. Who is also like probably the third most important ape? Yeah, like Caesar's in, in like Caesar's council. Caesar's like second or third most trusted person. Yes, I'm saying actually probably his second most trusted. Maurice's is Maurice is Moreau, the most, and then Rocket, and then Koba. But Koba is because of his like military esque way about him, right? And he's just a good. Yep. He's just a good. Uh, brute force. He's a good he's brute a good force. General. He's a good yeah. brute yeah, force. Yeah, exactly. And he commands respect because he's so powerful. And see, that's what I like about this film too. Is that something that you don't really take until you watch War, which will touch on that at some point i'm when sure when we get to war we'll definitely do uh, it. that dawn if you look at it you view who i think is the greatest protagonist to touch the screen caesar malcolm he leads his people malcolm <laughs> he was great in this malcolm film was he was great, a great I mean, human and he also jason clark was always he had great. resemblance to that of james franco's character that's why caesar yeah. really had compassion for him yeah because he could see that he, he also was a good person him. yes exactly he knew that he said that in his line when they finally went back to caesar's house which nice little nod to the original one mm -hmm. they go back to the exact same house yep, it's in San also Francisco. Their, it's also their symbol which is the window that caesar looked out of in the first mm -hmm, movie mm -hmm. that's awesome mm -hmm. Uh, and he says that, you know, uh, Malcolm approaches him and says, who is that man? He said, it is a good man like you. Yeah. You knew then you're like, wow, Caesar, like he can't drop that loving a human because he didn't see only hate. He's seen hate, but not directed towards him. He's seen it towards his people. Exactly. So as a shepherd, AKA Moses, 
true. Caesar true. is the Moses of this story. He, he, he is definitely leading is. his people and has these commandments. You know what I mean? Obviously, I'm not saying he was talked to by a higher power. Right, right, yeah, yeah. But he was. But he does have rules. those bases. Not kill eight. Exactly. You that's know? you teach this. Yeah, don't kill. It's literally thou shalt not kill. Man, it's literally up, thou like, shalt yeah, not yeah. kill. <laughs> and they, he tries to convey that he. Apes are family. You know, they're different than humans. You kept saying how different they are from humans. Mm-hmm. But they still have those tendencies once you gain that intelligence, you know, because Koba really showed that in this film. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And uh, apes are different, is what he says. Not apes better, not worse. Not worse, different. They're different. The, to Caesar, apes are not more evolved, and they're not less. And they're not less. They're just different. Like I said, it's, it's, it's like a different species, or a different race. Different race. Which, I mean, technically, humans and apes are the closest related things, right? They're essentially cousin species, right? I mean, you've always, with the thought of evolution, yeah, exactly. you know, that Apes comes well, in. Yeah, yes, exactly. Absolutely. So they're already extremely similar as it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for Caesar, they're just different. And, and talking about like the bigotry and the hatred and stuff, I'm like, that's all Caesar wants is peace. That's literally he all he want, wants. Yeah. And he that's, didn't even think. He even offers that. Like, to begin with, he's like, look, you stay here. We stay there. We're cool. He had to show a power move, though. Exactly. He had to show a power move to know that, like, hey, you're not going to come here and wipe us out. Because he's seen that before. That's more than and a few hundred. <laughs> m- all his, his uh, commune knows is fear of humans. Because most of them were experimented on and tortured. And then they taught that to the young ones, like, to be afraid of humans, right? Yep. So he's just one of the only ones It's a that cautious had way a good, of approach, Exactly. Though. You know, you got what I mean? He's one of the only ones that has the good experience. But... That's also key of why he's the leader, because he's the most compassionate. He's able to see yes. more than one side, which Malcolm, too, and it's very telling. And Malcolm's like, when they come back, and Malcolm is talking to um, Commissioner Gordon, as, you, as you were calling him. <laughs> when he's talking to Gordon about it, and he's telling him, hey, there's a bunch of apes up there. What was it like? He's like, it was magnificent. It was amazing. He was immediately blown away. Immediately, he was like, this is awesome. He's like, they spoke. They let us go. They were probably, he knows, they were probably terrified. Mm-hmm. They didn't attack. They didn't try to hurt them. They're just like, yo, leave. Get out. Get out. We're letting we're you leave. We're yep. letting you leave. Yep. You can go. They gave, Caesar gave an opportunity once again, showing compassion. Exactly. Showing mercy, compassion. not immediately and Malcolm, attacking. And Malcolm saw that. Yes. Whereas Carver is just like, what are you talking about? It was terrifying. We got to go kill them all. Well, Carver's immediate, first experience was hatred, shooting an ape. Exactly. Immediate, immediate hatred and bigotry from Carver. Immediately. Right? So for me, that's what the theme of the movie is. Equality and compassion and like level-headedness and love trying to win out over hatred and fear. Which, when I was watching this, it was reminding me, like, it was the way that those bonds tie into the story is 100% what this book I'm writing is about. Like, I'm, I'm writing a book, and that's the overall theme of my book. is oh, love brag prevail- much? Love prevailing over hatred, which is exactly what Dawn is. Well, see, I, those themes I, I think you t- that you touched For on, me. I believe, I, I agree with most of them. Uh, and I also like that while they're showing the, the apes evolve, it's mainly Caesar. Most of them are growing. You can see Blue Eyes at one point says his first words in this, and then yep. Caesar's mm-hmm. eyes is and like... And speak for the first immediate, time. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, yep. And you can see Caesar's eyes immediately. First and last. <laughs> ape not kill ape. <laughs> you goba not ape. Oh, God. Gets nope. me every time. Smack him. Smack him. No, pick up and then <laughs> drip. Drip him. Uh, but you see Caesar evolve throughout this entire episode, especially if you've seen Rise. You know, he's more walking with his hands, walking, mm-hmm. you know, and walking the, like a more the traditional one that does the ape. most, too. Yes. He walks on his feet. Only a others lot do more. it in his. The only. Other apes that do that only do it in his presence. In his presence. They don't do it when they're they not with him. They don't do that. Well, he's, other than Blue Eyes, but Blue Eyes is his son, so he's raised walking like and that. And also so born Ash with the most important presence. gene. Exactly. And so Ash walks on his hind legs with Blue Eyes. Has, with a direct gene from Caesar, which mm-hmm. he is the, the superior ape in yeah. this. You, you know, you can't fight that. You can't, you know, he was born from the first ever successful gene. Mm-hmm. Or the first ever, uh, that, I think it was FEMA that made this. I could be wrong. Yeah, something. I can't remember uh, exactly. 
but you see him as he grows through this entire episode, how he's walking up more like a human. You I know? love he's how you called it episode because it is. It's part of the trilogy. Like it is a section. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just episode. the middle part. <laughs> episode two, Dawn, Planet of the Apes. <laughs> uh, but man, just to see the progression of Caesar, the character, both through this and the, uh, like the themes that you touched on, I agree with those. You know what I mean? It is about acceptance. It is about peace. He wanted coexistence, but to their knowledge, he hasn't seen him in over two years. He, two they winters. Think, they think they were dead. ten winters since this happened. Yeah, it's been and ten, then it's been ten two years without humans. So they you think all I mean? humans are dead. It's just apes now. Exactly. But they find that Caesar doesn't immediately go into an upright. You know, like, oh, we gotta kill no them all. Uprising. Koba though immediately does. But all Koba knows is fear and hatred as well. He said that. He He's said just like he Carver. Did not, he no only knows hate. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. He's just like Carver. And it's hard to break that. You know, that's all you've known. Of course, you're not going to be more accepting of the human race. But that's just going to happen. That's why you need someone like Caesar yeah, to guide someone them. Someone who has an open mind. Who has an open mm-hmm. mind and is willing to even work with them. Malcolm comes in there. He came in alone. Yeah, exactly. to, oh, yeah. When he goes back, the, he goes back alone. To the den of apes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we go talk to him. Not the den of lions. We're we talking go. den of apes. I know you said don't come back, but... <laughs> but let me try. They kept throwing him down. He kept trying to talk to him. And it was wonderful to see that happen, too, because, you know... Caesar's always so stoic in this. Dude, he's and awesome. And I love it. I love every, how, every angle they hit with that guy, man. I love how he's always shot from high. What do you mean? He's always above everybody. Oh, yeah. He's yep. always with shot the from the camera higher. right below. Yeah, he's always standing Caesar. on higher ground. And to me, that for me, it was a symbolism of he's always on a higher moral ground. He's morally higher than all the other apes around him oh, because he's absolutely. more open. Not that he's more evolved, but his mind is more open. I mean, he is, And though. he was more open than all the other humans, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, almost every time he's presented, he's presented above higher ground. Except when Koba comes to look for him when they're down there helping the humans clear the wreckage out, he comes walking out from the side. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's arguably even the still, best shot in the movie. He's even still up on a little lip. Mm-hmm. But there are other apes and humans on that level with him. And in that moment in time, those apes are seeing themselves as equals with the humans. And the humans are seeing the same. Mm. I love that symbolism right there. That's a great take from that. And can I acknowledge this absolutely brilliant score absolutely by not. Michael Giacchino? Moving on. Okay, that's why I tried. <laughs> Dude, Michael Giacchino is always amazing. Every time every time Caesar's on screen, you can see that tone shift. Mm-hmm. It's either it's more often than not, and I don't want to make a Star Wars reference, but it's right. like, you know, when Vader comes on screen, immediate shift. Yeah, it's shift, like, you know. Moves changing. Boom, immediate. Mm-hmm. But for him, it's lighter. It's coming in like, oh, here's our savior. As you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not, and it's not religious. I'm just saying here's Moses. he is their Moses. He is their Moses. <laughs> yeah, he, he, is. Is their Moses. He, is. he guides the people. Man, oh, I cannot gush. I can just keep gushing about I'm this sure movie. you could. If we can. So for the, speaking of like that, so of Caesar performances-wise, mm-hmm. dude, Andy Circus, there is not an argument that can be made, in my opinion, that he doesn't deserve as much awards recognition as possible. That dude is fantastic in all three of these movies, but especially this one in War. Like, he anchors and leads a film in a CG motion capture performance. And for me, half the time you're watching it, you're not even like, you're not watching CG. Yeah. You're no, watching you this performer. Like you're wa- yeah, exactly. You're not like, it's oh, it's a CGI character. No. No, you're you watching really this performer. feel like Andy it's Circus a, is bringing this character dude, to yes. life. It's the Absolutely. same thing that I felt with Infinity War, which we'll get to when we talk about that. Like, you're watching Josh Brolin just Josh Brolin. perform. But Andy Circus is like, there is nobody. Nobody better than motion mo- mocap game than him. No, the only other person that's even comparably close, in my opinion, is Zoe Saldana. And but we only really have one instance of Avatar. Yeah, we'll see that in three other. She movies, was though. so much better than she had any need to be in that movie. Like everyone else was just kind of like she towered. Mm-hmm. It's just like Circus in this. He towers above everybody. Yep. And he's towering above uh, above Commissioner Toby Gordon Campbell and humans on screen. Koba, Dude, but Toby, he kills. It. He's a painted villain that becomes yeah. that. You know, he's a very one note villain character, it's but he kills the role. Mm-hmm. Kills it, mm-hmm. and then. 
Jason Clark's a, uh, essentially a very one-note human as Malcolm, Man, but he I, kills it. Yeah, I was about to say, I thought Jason Clark did a wonderful Commissioner job. Commissioner Gordon kills it. Oldman is just very one, essentially pretty one-note, but old he man. kills it, man. Yep. Yeah, the old man. Performances were, they were on point in this movie. Did but did not it's, care it's, for Carrie Russell, though. I, I, I that is the one that's not good. That. I did not get it like that. I don't think uh, she should get little Nightcrawler grew on me, though. He keeps growing on me every time. That's the guy that plays Nightcrawler. The, the kid? Oh, the yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah, dude. He, he was good. I him. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. He was good. I liked him. But no, yeah, Carrie Russell is just honestly kind of wasted. Like, Matt Reeves cast her because they have a history together. She was in yes. his show Felicity. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get the connection, but it's like her character was not written very well and she wasn't given enough time. I'm saying. And Matt Reeves, when he came on, he rewrote their script. They already had a script. Oh, yeah. No. So I'm assuming. You can tell the tone shift, too, from one to two. He to toned three. the yeah. love story down heavily. And I'm going to assume without knowing that the studio wanted the love story in there or he just didn't cut. He just cut too much of it out because it wasn't important to him. Which ultimately, the love story between Malcolm and her character isn't important at all. It doesn't mean anything. Well, it's what Matt Reeves, and that's why I think I love Matt Reeves. Yeah, I said it. It's on there. Uh, <laughs> in love that's with the it. man. Uh, is that he understood that this is about the apes. This exactly. is a story about the apes. This isn't like, oh, what are the humans going to do now? No, this is the humans about are second Caesar nature. and his, exactly, mm -hmm. second nature. Yeah. Uh-oh. Mm, got him. Uh, <laughs> but it's about the apes and the way that... Man, that's just the way that he knew to transition into, let's focus on the apes. Let's see how they build. See what they do when this world's like collapsing on them. But to them, it's just now getting created. Exactly. For you know humans, I mean? the world's collapsing. With the apes, it's with a new apes, world. It's just beginning. It's starting. It's yeah. a new beginning. Yeah. It's a whole new world. Mm. Yeah, I just did that. It's a Caesar point of view. What's good with you? Mm. It's a Caesar point of view. I like that. Aladdin's already been cast. You're not auditioning. <laughs> Back to the score. You know, Michael Giacchino. <laughs> <laughs> Every two minutes. Just, just amazing. Michael Giacchino's score. I don't think score. you guys realize what he's done recently. <laughs> Dude, his, it was a fantastic score, man. It really was. And the, the direction, Matt Reeves was the 100% the proper person to bring on board Absolutely for this freaking agree. movie, dude. For this series. I wish Watching he would have done Dawn, the first one. And, uh, I, I do too, you man. Know what I mean? Watching Dawn in War and seeing what he did with those two movies, having seen uh, Cloverfield and what he did with that movie, I Let don't know in. that there Sleeper? was a better person ever out there to do Batman. To do the to trilogy. do the new Batman. Uh, Look what he did with Dawn and War. Centric character, exactly. Look what he did with Dawn and War and with Caesar's character. And imagine what he's going to do with and tell Bruce me Wayne. He's not going to build up it's Bruce Wayne and build dude. a god. It's going to be amazing. And he did wait. confirm that it's going to be in the DCEU. Yeah, yeah, Whether or not that, yeah. that gets cut, you never know nowadays. I, I hope it doesn't because he, especially it should Aquaman be making money. Mm. Oh, well, almost one B, bro. It's almost got a billion. Past one woman money. Yeah, I'm not shocked. But anyways, to go back to this, like his his direction is. Amazing, dude. It's, mm -hmm. it's on point. And to be able to direct the way that he did, having to use so much mocap, and I'm assuming a ton of green screen, too, oh, and for everything to come across so so perfectly. Well, they had really. a lot of set locations, too. They Those did. Trees, they did. They, they, did. You know, they did. Obviously, they, can't, they didn't actually shoot on the Golden Gate Bridge. Right, yeah. But... Yeah. And no, they did. They shut the whole thing down. Never mind. <laughs> You're right. They, they shut even the whole thing down. The lines on the trees. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was amazing. Was the, the amount the of money that he was able this. to direct this, especially having to direct a, uh, such a heavy centric mocap film. Mm. It was just amazing, dude. And again, it's like it's one. That's one reason why I think Avatar is such a great movie because it's all mocap and the way it, and that's what made Cameron such a great visionary director too. Mm -hmm. He's always able to do that. And Matt Reeves, dude, in this movie proves to me he's right up there on that level too. Like he is um, a visionary. He is one of the big visionaries of this time, like how Spielberg and um, uh, Cameron and uh, what's his head, my favorite director of all time, freaking. Um, wow, Kubrick. Yeah, thank you, Kubrick. Like, First off, he just compared Matt Reeves to Kubrick. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. They're, they're the this, visionaries. This of is the, a thing. They're the I visionaries. They're the visionaries of that time, right? So all three of those guys come from the same time frame. They're the visionaries of those time, like, and Matt Reeves is more than proving himself to be thought of of coming into that company. Especially like, if the Batman trilogy can 
really Dude, take yeah. off and really pick uh, up. Just really speaking is. from like a visionary standpoint, not saying like he's as talented as those guys yes, or his yeah, movies are yeah. just as good as those or whatever. No, not, nothing like that. But uh, not saying he isn't and he can't be because yeah, they are can better. Be. But yes, but <laughs> but just from a visionary standpoint, like the guy is he's amazing. He is a visionary. Like it's. He proves it with these movies. Like, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is the new 2001 Space <laughs> It's the new Godfather. It's the new Casablanca. It, it, like, uh, what are those movies it's when Citizen it comes King. to this? It's Citizen Caesar. Citizen Caesar. You heard it here, folks. Uh, but, man, just every time I see it, it never gets old to me. The, the progression, like I've said before, you know, Caesar is, one of my, is my favorite protagonist on the big screen. Uh, the way that they were so. able to paint a, like you said, one-note villain still com- conveyed to be like, oh, man, I hate Koba, but I gonna, see where he's coming from. You I'm going to challenge I mean? you on this real quick. Caesar's not your favorite protagonist. Who is? It's not him. Okay. I'm telling you right now, it's not him. You don't even know yourself. It's a fact. I like I movies. Am now I like movies, and this is a fact. <laughs> My opinion is factual. He is not your favorite. All right, never mind. I, I retract <laughs> everything I said from this podcast. Uh, it's gone. Erase. No, nah, he's trash, obviously. I hate him. And then the close, too, that leads up into war. Yes, there's still a time jump from the end of this to war, you know, because, I mean, they just... But it's a perfect Essentially, segue. the all of humans were almost eradicated in mm-hmm. San Fran. You know, that's the last little safe haven they had that they know of. They were just now getting a hold of somebody over, you know, one of they, the radios that they don't even They were able to talk know. to a, a military somebody, person. Exactly, that was it. A military which person. And was Woody Harrelson's character. And which is Woody Harrelson in war, and yep. they obviously have a huge... <laughs> it so brilliant, like, Yes, yes so it's brilliant. really good. Yeah, better than Dawn. But yeah. It's the second. It's the second <laughs> best of the trilogy. Third rise But, I mean, got... God forbid they First off, none of these hold a candle to the Tim Burton 2001, so I don't know what you're talking thank about. Thank you. Finally, he gets it. Marky Wahlberg's yeah. in this. Morky Mork. I mean, come on. There was a, uh, an ape love scene. I mean, we couldn't Dude, have it anymore. <laughs> but if you needed a better one, Matt Reeves did it. You, know, you, have, the, you have the birth of their new child who's in war. Yeah. You know what I mean? A very touching moment. There are scenes in this that don't even have words, but no, you yeah, still no, have brilliant. these feelings. You yeah. still get hit in the heart. It's awesome. Hey, man, it's, it's And then so much through sign language, too. Some of the dialogue is sign language. I mean, like was 60% genius. of this film was sign yeah, language. It's a genius, dude. <laughs> if it's not genius. a little more. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's like watching a silent and a form film at the same time. But when serious, they talk. You know, they used words. Mm-hmm, they yeah. show that they are not just apes. Well, you know, there's more. They have connections. Well, they Even apes. Malcolm acknowledges that, too. Than, but yeah. Okay, man. You know what? <laughs> you know what, buddy? I can't wait till Reeves makes a Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, but with dolphins. Oh, my gosh. He's making I Aquaman will be there movie. day one, mo-capping. <laughs> so, yeah, Matt Reeves, visionary. Amazing. Amazing director. I love him. Absolutely shocked me with those. I mean, I like I've seen a couple of his movies before Dawn, but Dawn really, I mean, that solidified. Oh, it. Did, then dude. he then Reeves he followed awesome. up with War to have a wonderful conclusion. Hey, and what to was that. that good for? Well, that movie still breaks me, but I love it. It's it was good for movie. absolutely nothing. What is War good for? Nothing. Yeah, you said it. Absolutely nothing. That is great. <laughs> that is great. Omega Level is proudly sponsored by Ink or Die Studios, a unique combination of a tattoo parlor and hair salon. Located at 270 North Dakota Street by Flanagan's, Ink or Die Studios employs the best artists and stylists around. Boasting a friendly atmosphere, helpful, talented, and incredibly creative staff, Ink or Die Studios is the only tattoo shop and hair salon you'll ever need. Stop in, call, or contact them through their social media accounts today to set up an appointment. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up there. Obviously, Donna Plan the Apes, Josh's favorite movie of all time. He loves that movie. I think it's a fantastic movie. I love it. Um, well worth your time, period. That's, that, that's what I think. It's a good movie. 
Absolutely. Really good. I do recommend watching Rise, but if you don't watch Rise, you will not completely yeah. be lost for not Dawn. Not absolutely necessary, but I think it's very helpful in understanding Caesar and who he is as a character. Yeah, see where he comes from and see mm-hmm. why he does the things he does, and it's for good reason. And Rise is worth watching, too. It's a good mm-hmm. movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's just <laughs> the absolute just difference following it up with between Dawn Rise and Dawn. is just It's, it's a whole other level of filmmaking. <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> it's is. a whole other level. And there's not that drop-off for Dawn. You know, War is, my, oddly enough, my second favorite movie of all time. But there's not that big drop-off. <laughs> this guy's compared. just never I, seen All About You. I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm a blockbuster whore. What can I say? Check us out on all of our social medias. We are on Facebook as Omega Level Podcast. We're on Instagram as Omega underscore Level underscore Podcast. We're on Twitter as at Omega Level PCast. We're on YouTube as Omega Level. And we're on the Anchor app as Omega Level as well. Make sure you hit up all of our social medias. We appreciate you tuning in to There Will Be Analysis. Uh, make sure you tune in every week, every day, every time that we're on, and uh, you know you love the show. Don't deny it. You can't deny it. Nope. Nick's the worst. It's a fact.